Okay, Tyler. So introduce yourself. What is your name? Where are you from? And how old are you? And give us some brief background from not necessarily when you were born, but your childhood growing up. My name is Tyler Orlando. I'm 18 years old. Currently, I live in Woodbury, Minnesota. It's about 15 minutes east of St. Paul, if anybody knows where that is. I own my own business for car detailing. Through my childhood, you know, I kind of just grew up in a normal, I guess, suburban family, you could say. I was born right outside D.C. I live a majority of my life right west of Philadelphia. I met you in uh, fifth grade. You know, we've been friends ever since, and, and I ended up moving here about, uh, it'll be just about two and a half years ago now. Okay, so, so yeah, exactly. We met in fifth, in fifth grade, was it? Yep, fifth grade. We I, met. Thought, I thought it was early. We started becoming friends, at least. Yeah. I or, think was, you know what? It might have been fourth grade. I think it was third fourth. or fourth. Yeah, third or fourth. Yep. But we met, you know, we went to the same elementary school, Shimona Creek, right? And so yep. explain, you know, what kind of student were you in, in a, back, way back in elementary school? Uh, you know, I think I stayed a pretty consistent student the, the whole time in terms of how I put myself out there. I am very open about this because I think it is a truly genuine problem. And I know a lot of kids struggle. You know, I did have learning disabilities with English and stuff like that. And I don't have a problem saying that. I think there's a lot of kids that need some help with that. And, and that's not something to be ashamed of. You know, we can all improve in some way or another. Right. So to start with, you know, I wasn't the greatest student. I, you know, I had average, you know, season B's, but I really found a passion for one thing. And I'll, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think overall, I wasn't a horrible student. I always try my best. That's all I think your parents and anybody in the world could ask for is you just try doing your best. And that's what I try to do. So yeah, so let's talk about, about that work ethic. I've noticed this. I've noticed this even growing up with you. Like everything you do, it's either you're doing it or you're definitely not doing it. Like you mentioned, mm -hmm. growing up, you were a pretty good student. That's what I remember. I mean, we both had learning disabilities. I think that's how we, you know, we're probably in some sort of assisted yeah, class. Yeah. So what do you think made you, like you just said, your work ethic? What made you? Was it your parents? Was there a certain scenario <laughs> or some sort of rule in the household? Was it just they did? They said this every week when you were growing up, when you had conversations. What do you think? You know, made you have that mindset and do those actions? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, I think you know, in terms of my childhood and kind of that stuff. You know, my parents were such a huge support system and role models to me. And I think and hope you know a lot of people are. But having said that, I think my my parents really helped me and set me up in life in terms of a good work ethic. You know, I always saw my dad being a volunteer firefighter and working all the time, even weekends and traveling 80% of the time. I, I think that was a big motivation for me, seeing my parents and even my grandparents, you know, really pushing me to do stuff that are, I, I don't want to say out the ordinary, but push me to do stuff that I don't think I would have if they didn't push me to do that. So I think that was a big aspect of it. And you know, I, I will always appreciate that to this day. And not to say, you know, I, I put 100% into every single thing I do because, you know, nobody's perfect. And that's one thing that, you know, I've always, I've always told myself, uh, nothing's going to be 100%. As much effort and stuff you put into it, uh, that's, that's just the reality. But, you know, as long as you're trying and putting the best out there, I think that's the ultimate goal, at least for me. So, yeah, I think that, that I think my parents for sure, and my family just being so supportive through all of it. Right. So it sounds like you had that kind of family supportive. If you had an issue with something, you could bring it up and they would help you work through it. And number two, <laughs> growing up, you just saw your dad working constantly and that you just, that's it's probably, probably was just ingrained in you from a kid. Like that's just what you did. Yeah. And I think another thing was me being so competitive. I had a lot of friends that are competitive. You know, you, you and I, I think 
had our fair share of competition, you know, growing up and even still now, you know, we always talk about stuff. Mm. Um, so I think that, that aspect pushes me to, you know, you, one person one ups you and then you try to one up them and it's just a constant battle. But I think it, it's not a bad battle. I think it's a great thing. It, you motivate your friends and your family to further than what they think they're capable of doing. And I think a lot more people, or I wish a lot more people would, you know, take that in and use that. Right. Right. That the competitiveness and motivation, hardworking, all those. And I would consider those a skill set. And that's why I like to talk about on this on this podcast or this, these interviews is from your life and what you've done, what do you take away from it? What have you learned? What do you implement in your day-to-day life? And so moving on to my next question is time management. How do you organize your time on a day-to-day basis? Do you have a, do you have a calendar that you write out each week? How do you organize your time on a day-to-day, a week-to-week, or a month-to-month? You know, as much as I would love to be able to be that person to, you know, whip out a calendar and just say, oh, you know, I, I can't do it this day or I can do something this day and, you know, make life real easy. I have to be honest, I'm not one of those people. And, and if I'm being completely honest, you know, and staying down that, I'm probably one of the biggest procrastinators you'll ever meet. And that's, and that's probably surprising to a lot of people. You know, being a college student, working and having your own business and, you know, also working another job. It can be a little daunting to keep up with that. But in the same time, I think I'm good working under pressure, as crazy as that sounds. And I think everybody has a method to their madness. I think that's a very legitimate thing. And I would like to say, you know, you know, somebody approaches me and is like, oh, can you detail my car? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm going to fit you into my schedule best I can. But time management is one of those things I've never been too, too great at. I'll be the first to admit it. You know, I'll wait last couple of days to write a paper or, you know, even last the night before. But I think time management is something that everybody could work on even if you are one of those people that's constantly writing stuff down in calendars and or you know writing out a whole day's work uh, and schedule i think that's just something that we constantly have to be reevaluating and looking at in terms of our own time management so mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of my thing you know like i said everybody's different i don't know how you manage it but you know that, that's how i do it okay so moving on from that what do you think is your biggest strength well, one, working under pressure, like I mentioned. And I think the other thing is being a team leader. That's one thing I've, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it yet. I'm an EMT. I'm about to go to fire school and paramedic school. And one thing that is so big in first responder world is that team leadership and being a team player and, and being out there. And I think my dad being a volunteer firefighter that he was for so many years kind of made me and my sister grow up around that kind of environment you know everybody plays a role as much as you may not like the person that you're standing next to you're all there for the same purpose you're all there to complete one task one ultimate goal you have to put your differences aside and regardless of what those differences are all that stuff needs to be put aside and you're working on that ultimate goal so I think being a team lead pushing people to do that kind of stuff and being a team player I think is one of my big is is one of my biggest strengths for sure right right that makes sense Um, and I definitely see that even growing up I mean, there was plenty of examples. I feel like in elementary school, we had a lot of group work. You could just mm-hmm. tell, like, me and you both, team players, team people, team leaders, we, we're good at managing. And I feel like part of leading is convincing others to do something or not to do something or organizing the situation. All those things kind of come together in a group activity. Yep. So you're 18, you own yeah. a business, you have the EMS job, right? You go to college, you're a full-time student. Yeah. What, you know, that takes a lot of motivation and hard work. So what motivates you and how do you stay motivated? 
I think, like I said, once again, my family and my friends are my, some of my biggest motivation. You know, when I'm stressed out or need some guidance, those are usually the first people I go to. And I think being in a world that is so polarizing, so, you know, it can be so positive yet so negative at the same time. I think that's something a lot of people need need in their life, a motivation kind of group that they can go to and get the motivation, the strength to do certain things. You know, like you said in your last podcast, and if anybody that hasn't heard it, definitely go check that out because that was an awesome thing. You know, like you said, the motivation stems from you just going out and doing something. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of saying something and, and not going out and just do it. So I think having a support system in your life, friends, your family, whoever it may be, whatever it is, is something that's so crucial to being a successful person. So I think that's a lot of it. To speak a bit on that, for anyone like Tyler just said, go listen to my last podcast. Every person I talk to, me and you both, they probably have a job and they're trying to start a business or they have an idea and they want to do this. Well, guess what? Like every single person has multiple ideas. The only thing like if anyone wants to be successful, if anyone wants to feel successful and hardworking and all these skills and traits and habits and whatnot, it comes down to execution. What can you execute on as far as having an idea of a lawn care business or a car detailing business? What can you turn that idea into? You know, one car a day, is it, you know, you, you grow into a franchise, whatever, it's, it's execution. Most people don't even start. If someone wanted to be blessed with something or uh, granted a, a thing, you see those little memes on Instagram, it would be execution. Yeah. And just to quickly add on to that, one thing I had a really good teacher that always that taught me this, take a piece of paper, write down you know, what kind of goals and what expectations you have for yourself. Just something you can complete within a week or just really in general. If you're, especially this is a very big help for time management. And if you're stressing about something with schoolwork. Write down all the things you want to accomplish. Write down the things that you need to accomplish and you'd like to down the road. And quickly start by crossing out things that you're not going to be able to accomplish within the day or the week. So start with, you know, the, so let's say if you want to, down the road, your biggest goal in, or career in life is to be, you know, a pilot. So let's say that's going to be the first thing you cross out. That doesn't mean you're not going to be able to accomplish it, but by crossing out those top things and those things that are further in the future, you're able to narrow down what you need to work on to get you to those things. So I think that's a big help. And that was one strategy that a teacher taught me that I definitely will use and continue to use for the rest of my life. I think that's one thing that a lot of people can do. It's a great strategy. And if you want to accomplish an ultimate goal, that's one way of getting there. Okay. So what you're saying is how you, how you organize your goals is you write them down on a week to week basis, you're saying is like, you'll sit down, let's say you'll sit down on a Sunday night and say, okay, this is what I want to get done this accomplish this week. And you do that every week. Or how do you write down and organize your goals? That's my main question. here. I, I don't do that every week. That's one thing I usually do more when I'm stressed or need to decompress and reevaluate kind of what I need to do. And, and especially I do that for a lot of school stuff. So if I have a project or some homework I need to do, and I'm really stressed about that. So I'll write down all my goals, what stuff needs to get done. So schoolwork's going to go on there. My ultimate goals for life, my, my goals for jobs and stuff with my business. So I'll write all of that stuff down. And what ends up not getting crossed out is what's going to get done first. And once that stuff's done, you know, you, make, you can make another list. And you don't even get to put that on there because you've accomplished it. So that list gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But at the same time, you're starting to think of more dreams and goals and 
aspirations that you can continually have the same size list, but yet it's a different kind of list. You're, you're, made, you're putting more goals and more stuff that you want to do instead of stuff you have to do or stuff you, you don't want to do, but you have to. Right. So it sounds like you, you write down these goals, you catch up on them, whatever's behind or blocked up. And then eventually you come into a system where, Hey, I, I also want to get this done. Let's write this down. Or I want to get this done. Or, Let's write this down. That type of thing. Yep. Okay. Yep. So neither of us have had a long career so far, but you know, I have a couple of questions on careers. What is the greatest decision you made in your career thus far? Oh, the greatest decision. I mean, not giving up. And I think that's kind of vague and it's kind of meant to be, but I think the one biggest thing is, especially for small businesses, and this is statistically speaking, is small businesses, the time they're going to fail is the first year. And there was a lot of struggle on a lot of times that I didn't want to do it. And I didn't have the, I don't want to say the motivation, but I didn't have the want or the, or I guess you could say the need to do it. And that's something that I think, like I said, my having my support system there and telling me you can do this, this is something you are capable of doing. And what was um, that support ultimately system? Ultimately really helped. Yeah, that's a great you know, a lot of it was a lot of it was my parents. And to be completely honest, you know, I, I always looked at you as kind of like a, a role model or a leader because you've had your business for not a lot longer, but a much more substantial period of time than I have. So I looked at you and I looked at my parents. Even my grandfather, you know, he started a store um, when he was younger for, and he's had it for 40 some years. So I looked to him and, you know, everybody in my life to, to give me suggestions and ideas to motivate me, to push me to do more and more stuff. So I think that was a big part of it. Right. Right. And so leading on to that question, what was the hardest decision you made in your career? Hardest decision. I don't know about the hardest, you know, I, I'm still, it's still so early on, but I think one thing that makes it hard is just the amount of you know, our age, um, at least in my opinion, I think kind of makes it difficult because I'm still going to college you know, and I'm also working another job. So I think, you know, like I said, time management, which I've never really been good at. And the combination of that and the motivation aspect would probably be the hard stuff. So to be able to continue and to decide, okay, I'm going to continue because there was a point in time at one that, you know, I, I did think about ending the business and uh, very early on. And to be able to get pushed to push through that and uh, continue was was probably one of the hardest things for me for sure. Mm-hmm. So, how many years have you been in business to this day? So, this was the second year that I've been working stuff. So the first year, um, you know, like every other business, it wasn't it was kind of slow and a little rocky at sometimes. But you know, this year there was weeks that I didn't have a day off. There were a couple of days that I had multiple cars. Not something I had done the first year. First year, I I would I only did like one car maybe uh, every every couple every couple of days, if not every couple of weeks. So this year to be way more consistent and way, way more steady was something that was very helpful to me. Right, right, and that's and that's huge. It sounds like my first year in business where either your pricing was on or or things were slow, and it was like I'm working this weekend, not working next weekend, or whatever it was. So like you mentioned, you touched on it briefly, but what pushes you through those hard times? Is it that support system you said or your motivation, like those, those types of things? Yep. Like I said, the support system. And I think the one other thing to see, I think a lot of times we look at social media as a negative thing, but it can also be a very positive thing. And to see, you know, other people having successful detailed businesses, because I'd still continue to watch YouTube videos and do more research on what I can do better. 
I think also helped and motivated me. So I, I had more knowledge. Yeah, I wasn't getting it directly in a sense. There wasn't somebody right here, you know, holding my hand and telling me, okay, do this, do that. But indirect, I had the support from professionals and people that have been doing it for way longer than I have. And, mm-hmm. and that's something I just kind of using your resources to your advantage. Right. And that's what I would say one of those resources like me and you both use to level up or to start this business and have that knowledge early on was YouTube, was getting on a YouTube every night, watching a couple of videos every night about car denailing or landscaping and how those guys are doing it, what they're doing and their lifestyle. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. So my next question is, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Whether that's your business, your EMT career, your schooling, give us an overall picture, your lifestyle in five years. Yep. So like I said, currently I'm going to school. I have my EMT certification right now and I'm about to start fire school to become a firefighter uh, in January. I, I had the honor and privilege of getting hired by the city I, I live in for their fire department. And that's something I, I appreciate very much and uh, will continue to work at and hopefully see a you know, full-time career, if, if not a part-time or, you know, whatever it may be. And I'm going to school to be a paramedic. That is something that, you know, I've been in EMS for four years. I started in Pennsylvania at 14, getting my EMR, which is a, a lower kind of certification than an EMT. Worked my way up, and now I'm going to medic school. So in five years, hopefully, you know, I'll be working as a full-time medic or firefighter somewhere. As of now, you know, I plan on continuing my business as a part-time thing to get some extra income and stuff like that. You know, it is good money. It is, it is fun sometimes to, you know, to do it. And the people I have worked for me, you know, always a big factor in continuing, not that, you know, it's their full-time job or they're getting a little extra money on the side. You know, it's a lot of fun to do it. I think, uh, you know, I'll be a full-time medic or firefighter and continue the, the uh, detailing, but I always like to set more goals. So my ultimate goal is to be a flight medic. So on a helicopter, you know, as, as a paramedic, that doesn't mean, you know, down the road after being a paramedic and go back for nursing or become a doctor or something, you know, bigger and better. So. Right. Right. Now that makes sense. And so those are your current goals is to be, become a helicopter EMT or medic. Yep. Okay. Speaking on your business a bit more, what are some of your core business values? Do you have any core business values or how you operate or, or anything like that? I'm one for quality over quantity. I think that's one thing that, especially in today's world with all the huge corporations we have is quality over quantity. And that's always been one of my biggest things. You know, I'm not going to try to do a car in record time, you know, in 30 minutes when I can spend a little bit more time, give the customer what they want, get what I want, the satisfaction and knowing, you know, I'm not, you know, just ripping somebody off. Cause there's a lot of people that do that in a lot of companies. And that's never been something that I'm, I'm a huge fan of. I, I like, you know, I want something I'm going to treat somebody's car just the way I would treat mine. That's one of my things. So, you know, if I make my customer's cars look like it just came off the showroom floor, I'm going to make sure mine looks like that. And, you know, I would want mine like that. So I think that's probably the biggest one. And and to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot other than that. It's just always been something that's been in my beliefs and my values. So Good, good. So talking about your business, what do you think was the most expensive cost of starting your car detailing business? Probably the equipment. Chemicals aren't actually as expensive as, you know, I think there are some that you look at and you're like, how in the world can somebody charge that much? But definitely the equipment. But overall, I don't think a lot of people really understand the amount of work 
that goes into detailing and how time consuming it can be. There's times that I'll spend, you know, 30 to 40 minutes just on, you know, one area of the carpet alone. So, you know, I've spent probably 30, 40 minutes just on the driver's area, just trying to make that look as best as I can just in the carpet, so it's not including seats, the steering wheel, anything. So I, I think that that would be one of the biggest ones for okay. sure. So what is some advice you can give someone to start their own business? I think this is a great question is give someone that was like me or you starting out, what's the best advice you could give them? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think one of the best kind of advice is once again, have that support system. I think that's really what drove me to not open it, but to continue to do it. I think the hardest part is to continue to do it. I don't think it's very hard to open. I mean, anybody can think of an idea, kind of like you said in your, in your first podcast. Once again, if you haven't checked that out, definitely go do that. Mm. But uh, I definitely think continually operating and making sure you're doing the best you can, keeping that business open is probably the hardest part. I think that's one thing that I, one of the big suggestions, have that support system there for you to continue and you know, can't do it for the money. It has to be for, you know, your enjoyment and something you enjoy doing. You know, I, th- I think that goes to without saying for any job, you know, you can't go to college for business and go be a businessman when you actually want to be an accountant or a doctor or something, you know, you're not going to be happy. Yeah, you'll be making money, but is that the money you want to be making? So I think it's, it's something you have to enjoy, have that support system uh, would be my two biggest things that I would give somebody that wants to start a business. You know, moving on from the business, uh, let's ask some personal, more personal questions here. Do you believe that travel is important? Yeah, I actually, I, I thoroughly enjoy um, traveling. Like, I love to fly. Like, one of my big things is if I wasn't doing paramedic, I think one of the other jobs I consider is being a pilot. You know, I love, I love traveling and doing that kind of stuff. And I think traveling actually gives you some time to relieve some stress, uh, relieve some, some built-up anxiety or anger whatever it may be, I think it's really valuable. And I think there's kind of two kinds of travel, you know, there's vacation, and then there's travel with family, going to see family and friends. I think that's another very important thing to be able to get away from your life and reality of whatever, you know, you're doing that's stressing you out. Recently, I took a trip to DC just to go see my aunt and uncle because I was stressed out a little bit about school and everything that was going on. And, And you know what, I came back, I was refreshed, I was happy. And I was ready to start again. So I think that was definitely one of the big driving factors. And I think it's one thing that really helps me kind of restart. Mm-hmm. That, makes, that makes sense. So outside of, outside of you know, the school, EMS, and, and your business, do you have any other hobbies you like to do? I know it might be hard to find some time to do these, but do you have any other hobbies? Yeah, when I, when I have some time, you know, I, I love uh, playing hockey. That's always one of my big things. When you get on the ice, it's, it's a big stress reliever and you just go out there and have some fun. So I think hockey and just hanging out with friends, honestly, and not even just friends, like family, friends, it's, it's something that gets your mind off of, off of just to talk with them about really anything you want, just to get your mind off of whatever it is you've been stressing out about or worried about. So I think that's, I think that's a big thing. Okay. So what's the funniest memory you ever had at work, whether that's EMS, whether that's car detailing? Or school, what's the funniest memory? Oh, okay. So there, we, I was detailing a car with one of my employees. And uh, and I, I mean, I think this is pretty funny, but it might not be. My, one of my employees didn't realize we had the power washer on because we were about to clean the exterior of a vehicle. And uh, he was, for some reason, he was just, he was like walking right in front of me. And he didn't realize 
I have, we have a, uh, a piece of equipment called a foam can that attaches to a power washer and it pretty much lays down a layer of soap or foam to put on there. And, uh, he, I, I guess he wasn't paying attention, didn't realize I had it. And I was trying to screw in the, uh, the hose into the, into the, um, gun for the power washer. So I screwed it in and right as I look up and pull the trigger, he walked right in front and well, he got kind of soaked with a bunch of foam and his whole front side. So that was probably the funniest thing uh, for sure. Um, so so that, it was a warmer day. So he didn't get mad or anything or what happened? Did he have to go to home early? Did you get him a towel? What happened? Yeah, no, I got, I got him a towel and, and, and made sure he was all right. But yeah, no, he was, he was fine. Nobody got hurt or something. I think he was, uh, he was mad at the time, but I think he realized after it was an accident, we kind of laughed about it. Uh, we still joke about it till today and make jokes about it. So that was, that's probably one of the funniest things. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, that's, that's a joke and a half right there. Do you have a top inspirational person that you want to talk to and have dinner with or, or do you follow a lot of people or? I don't think uh, there's not really, I, I know a lot of people have, you know, their, their role model or their somebody that they look up to as an inspiration, but to be completely honest, I, I don't, I don't look up to anybody, you know, into in particular, I, I guess you could say, you know, my grandfather and my dad are two of my big inspirations and people I, I look up to ultimately, you know, without them, I wouldn't be here um, in, in many ways. I think everybody, you know, has someone they look up to rather be somebody famous or someone in their family, but somebody famous wise, I, I, don't, I don't really have anybody to be honest with you. I like to think that, you know, we're, we're all, everybody on this earth is, is an individual and special for some reason rather than another. And everybody's good at something. And if anybody tells you otherwise, you tell them to go take a hike. I think that's one thing that more people need to understand and look at. So. Yeah. That everyone has a talent and everyone has an ability. So in, in wrapping up here, is there anything else that you would like to share? Maybe something that you've learned, some piece of advice you would give others, anything else on here? that you would like to mention comment or something that you felt like we did not talk about that we should have talked about. I think, um, you know, being small business owners and, and, and us being so young, you know, I, I feel like there's only so such a limited uh, amount of stuff to talk about. Cause you know, we haven't experienced, you know, everything um, as much as we like to think so, but you know, that, that's just the reality. But I think one thing I've definitely learned throughout this is, do what you're passionate about. Do what you love. Don't go into a career profession just for the money. You know, there's plenty of people that not just my dad works with, but in the world that go into a job because it makes a lot of money. And, and ultimately, yeah, money's great. Money can buy you cool things, you know, cars, whatever. But like, I, I keep going back to that support system. If you don't have that, if you're not going to work happy every day, if you're not, if you're not going to work and coming home happy, you're not in the right field. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's one thing. Don't do a job or something because somebody says to do it, you know, rather it be your parents or, or your friends. If you want to be a garbage man, go out and be a garbage man. Heck, if you right, want to so be a paramedic, go be a paramedic. Yeah. You're saying really do what you're, you're happy with. Yeah. Follow, follow your dreams and aspirations. You know, that's, that's what's going to ultimately get you places. So, yeah. I think that's a great, great way to end it. I think you're, you're right on the point there is, you need to be happy. If you're not happy, you're not fulfilling the most potential. You're not executing on what you really should be executing on. And that leads into what you previously mm-hmm. said about everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a passion. You got to combine what you like and, and what you fall in love with, with the, your purpose and passion. I think that's how you really find a clear, clear line in life. If you're, if, if you're lost, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So 
With that being said, folks, I want to sit here and say thank you, Tyler, for spending your time taking on this interview. Anything you'd like else? Like, I mean, I just, I appreciate you sitting down and spending this time. We wrapped it up pretty nicely. Yep. Yeah, right. well, I appreciate you having me on and it was, it was fun. So we'll see you later, Tyler. All right, right, will do. Thank you.